Welcome to the Foundation's Report. Have you ever watched a James Bond movie? There have been many of them produced by Hollywood over the years, even back to the time before I was born. The thing about these movies is that they are action-packed. James Bond has a lot of ladies vying for his attention, and it appears his agency has given him a license to kill. What is a license to kill, you may ask? It means that he has free reign to kill anyone he wants to kill, but won't get prosecuted for it like you and I would. Yes, the movies have a lot of people getting killed in them. When we obtain any type of license, it permits us to do certain things, like drive a car or truck, own a weapon like a gun, and go out hunting, and even a fishing license so we can catch a trout. Workers in the hair industry have to obtain a license in order to cut hair. You see, the point of having a license is that they are necessary sometimes. As Christians today, as we look at the present state of the church and the behavior of Christians, a shocking thing I realized is that many Christians feel they have a license to sin. What does that mean? Well, it means that there are Christians that believe that after one is saved, they can go about and do whatever they want, and God's grace will cover them. Paul had the same issue and mentioned it in Scripture. In Romans chapter 6, Paul is explaining how we need to be dead to sin. He starts off by asking the question, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. The thought here is that when we are born again, we are to crucify the flesh and, as Paul put it, die daily. He also warns that if we continue to sin, we become slaves to sin. We end up being in bondage when we are supposed to be free from sin. Other verses give us an understanding of what God expects of us. Be ye holy, for I am holy. This word that many in the church are using relating to this is sanctification. In the old days, we believed that God expected us to do our best not to sin. Oh, sure, we would slip at times, but our focus was not to sin. The process of sanctification involves two parties, not just one, God and us. 
Today we deal with a confused church that continues to slip further away from God as they try to live as close to the world as they can. We debate things with Christians like drinking alcohol, smoking, and such. Some feel it is okay to have sex before one is married and even have children. We have Christians living together without the benefits of marriage. In the old days we called that shacking up, but that is too rough for today's sensitive Christians. The divine nature of God tells us that no sin can enter his presence. So if we have sin in our lives, we separate ourselves from God. Yet today our Christian music uh, is ignoring sin in the lives of believers and even lacks conviction. One song tells us to park our shame at the door before entering church. Shouldn't we be convicted of that sin so we can repent and ask forgiveness? Even though the people of Israel were known as God's people, the elect, the chosen, they continued in sin, tempting God to destroy them time and again. They ended up going into captivity, destroyed because of it. But today we unhitch ourselves from the Old Testament, thinking that we now have unlimited grace and possess that license to sin. With that attitude, can we truly be holy as God is holy and avoid prosecution for that sin? The Foundations Report is heard daily Monday through Friday on the Foundations Podcast Facebook page and on the Foundations channel on YouTube and on various podcast distributors via audio feed. Be sure to tune in.